Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this episode, which is part two of the five biggest parenting hurdles that parents face on their journey to becoming the best parent that they can be. So in the previous episode, we spoke about the first two hurdles. Number one was accepting that your children are not mini youths. They're not. They're their own unique individuals. And we also spoke about hurdle number two, which was understanding that your parenting style might evolve to be something completely different from your parents. So hopefully you've had time to process those first two hurdles and now we can talk about the final three hurdles in this episode. So let's have a conversation about hurdle number three, losing sight of the big picture. So just as it's important for you to work on developing your own parenting style, possibly quite different from your parents, it's also vital that we never lose sight of the big picture. Now this is a hurdle that many, many parents stumble upon on a day-to-day basis especially when we're feeling stressed and tired. We possibly start every day with the best of intention with our kids, but after a long day at work or surviving on next to no sleep or when our kids are being particularly annoying as they're sometimes prone to be, we sometimes react in ways that are not in alignment with our big picture goals. So once again, this means looking at the most important questions, such as what is your ultimate goal as a parent? So some questions you can ask yourself, you know, what sort of relationship do you want to have with your kids long-term? And what do you actually think is your most important role as a parent? Have you actually given this some thought? Is it your goal maybe to look for all the things that your kids do right? Or are you looking for the things that they do wrong? Do you maybe constantly bark orders or do you ask your kids questions with a view to learning more about them? And are your interactions founded on love and kindness Or is it criticism and hostility? Do you praise them often or do you always blame them for things? And why might it be okay to speak to your kids in ways that you would never speak to other people? And are you too busy to do the things with your kids that they want you to do with them? So those are just a few questions just to give some thought to. I think they're really important to answer. Because once you give some time to thinking about those answers, you can actually get to work with coming with a solution that will improve your relationship with your kids. Because we need to know that there is always a big picture at hand. We have this long-term goal, hopefully, whether you realize it or not, if you want to have a long-term goal of raising healthy, independent, compassionate, or well-adjusted kids, it's just like any goal in life. You need to have a plan. Because oftentimes we lose sight of that big picture when we take our eyes off the goal. If you don't have a goal, you probably will end up every day doing whatever without understanding what your ultimate goal is that you're hoping to achieve. It's easy to get off track. It's easy to get distracted when you don't understand what you're working for. But I have to say, it is so much easier to raise strong children than it is to repair broken men. That is a famous quote and I love it. I mean, why would we choose to break something during the most formative years in life when you'd just be forced to fix it later? We can work now on raising really strong children, confident children, and children that feel loved right now, starting today. It's never too late to work on this goal. 
And why not work on building strong children who feel loved right from the start? Because in the end, your children will have memories about you. And what do you want your children to remember about you? The trick here is working out how to keep an eye on the big picture goal, even due times of stress, because that's where we get stuck. We sometimes think, of course, we want to raise these healthy, compassionate, well-adjusted kids. And then on a day-to-day basis, we sort of forget that that's our long-term goal and we get distracted or put off track or sometimes behave in ways that we wish we wouldn't. So I'm going to share with you a strategy to keep that big picture goal always in the forefront of your mind. So some suggestions include, now this might seem a little bit crazy, but I really do recommend that you incorporate some self-care into your everyday life. Honestly, get the sleep that you need, take that bath, eat well, exercise. You need to make self-care a priority in your life because you can't give to anyone else from an empty vessel. You need to take care of yourself first and then it will become so much easier to take care of others. And maybe you can even set a daily reminder on your phone with a simple message. It can be the words, never forget the big picture, keep the big picture in mind, raising well-adjusted kids, whatever you want it to be. My message pops up at eight o'clock every morning and eight o'clock every evening. That just works for me. I need to be reminded. There's nothing wrong with getting a reminder if it's what works in keeping you on the right track. Now, learn to sometimes say no to others and yes more to your kids. I know that might sound crazy, of course, like some people put adults in front of children and we have these obligations outside the home and we think they're more important than the obligations we have inside the home. But in the end, who are the people that matter most to you? Is it your children? Well, make that clear to them. Whether we like it or not, parenting is this 365-day, 24-hour role that we all signed up for the moment we had our kids. And even when we're away from them, we need to know that we still influence their spirit by the amount of love and acceptance that we share with them when we are together. So when you share lots of love and acceptance with them when you're in their presence, there's a good chance that they will take that away with them no matter where they go in the world. So just stop making excuses and acting like your behavior doesn't really matter because it does. And also avoid making excuses for why you're getting distracted from your ultimate goal as a parent because we're all adults now. We have the power of choice. And if we set a goal like that, we can actually work to achieve it if we think it's important to us. So even when you're feeling tired or stressed, of course, it's okay to give yourself lots of grace. You should. But you'll always be someone's mum and they will always need you, whether you realize it or not, whether they act like they need you or not, they really, really do. So no matter how crazy your day is, if you have your children still at home, I recommend spending 15 minutes intentional one-on-one time with each child. Yes, just 15 minutes. I'm not asking you to spend hours. I really think that 15 minutes, just a bit of consistent time every day will make such a difference. If you need to schedule it and put into your diary so you don't forget, schedule it. Just make sure you don't leave it out. So I need to ask you now, can you make 15 minutes for your child? This is the time that we would spend connecting with our children, asking them about their day, helping them create loving memories that show them that you do care about them because actions speak louder than words. You will show your kids that you care for them by physically being there for them when they need you. And finally, when you are spending those 15 minutes with them, just make sure that you're showering them with unconditional love rather than love with conditions. So hopefully you know what unconditional love feels like and what that means. It's to be loved in spite of your faults, to be loved even when you are imperfect, because we all are. Every individual in this world is perfectly imperfect. So understanding that they need that love 
without conditions. Just being accepted for the who they are, loved for the who they are. And that is such a priceless gift that we can give our children. So now that you have some ideas on what you can do to keep your eyes firmly on the big picture and the permission to do so, not that you ever need anyone's permission to work at becoming a better parent. You do you. You do what's best for your kids. But you can now go ahead and develop your own unique parenting style that works best for you and your kids, always making sure to keep the picture goals in mind. So now that we've tackled hurdle number three, which was not losing sight of the big picture, we're going to have a conversation about hurdle four. Now this one might hurt because it's all about being a hypocrite and not practicing unconditional love, which is something that I just mentioned was really, really important. Now, I know being a hypocrite is not a word that any of us would ever consider to be a compliment, but too often we don't always practice what we preach. Am I right? I'm going to put my hand up. I don't. But we need to remember that from a very young age, children learn to imitate others. In fact, this is how they learn to behave, to care for themselves, to develop new skills and to communicate with others. From their earliest moments in life, your children are watching you and every significant other in their life too. They watch you closely like a curious little hawk, looking for guidance, and this is how they ultimately pattern their own behavior and beliefs, by seeing what you do, what their parents are doing, what everyone around them is doing. Whether you like it or not, your examples will become permanent images that were ultimately gonna shape their attitudes and actions for the rest of their life. So what exactly are you teaching them? That's a question that we need to think about. If children, are the greatest imitators, we need to give them something great to imitate because that is parenting in a nutshell. You need to be the sort of person you want your children to be. And more importantly, a parent like someone is watching because someone always is. Your kids have got their eyes on you all the time. Now, I have to say that doesn't mean that your children are going to do everything that you do. They're going to think like you do or they're going to say the things that you do. They still have their own free will and agency. They're going to make choices in life that you might not agree with. Uh, They have to take responsibility for that. You cannot control your children, but you can set them up to at least have a good chance to know the right things to do by doing those things yourself. So just remember, that's all you are for your children, a guide. They have the choice and the option to follow your ways or do something different. You can't control their actions or their thoughts but you can control what you do. So I want you to ask yourself now, how do you want your kids to interact with others? There's this famous quote by James Lehman, and he said, your kids watch you for a living. It's their job. It's what they do. That's why it's so important for you to try your best to be a good role model. So just remember your kids are watching your every move. You already know that, but that's a good thing. It means that if you want to teach them about respect, You just need to behave respectfully to others. If you want your kids to grow old and become responsible and honest and loving human beings, then the best way you can get them on the right track is by being responsible yourself and honest and loving with your child. There's little point in trying to teach a lesson about respect or loyalty or hard work to your kids. If you yourself are rude or lazy or disrespectful to others, there's little point in saying, oh, you should eat healthy. And then you, two seconds later, you go and have some junk food again, or if you tell them to be kind or exercise regularly, and then you just do the complete opposite. That is behavior that falls under the definition of being a hypocrite, you know, and hypocrites tend not to be the best teachers. 
So this is where we have to take a hard look at ourselves now and, you know, maybe ask yourself that question. Are you, in fact, sometimes being a hypocrite? Are you sometimes inconsistent with your teachings? And I'm sure that we probably have all fallen prey to sometimes not being perfect when it comes to practicing what we preach. But we still need to understand that this is a way that seriously confuses our children. All they're learning here is that it's okay to say one thing and do something completely different a minute later. When we're inconsistent with our parenting, that is, you know, failing to practice what we preach, we're just teaching our kids that we know that they don't always have to stick to their word, that it's acceptable to make plans and promises and then completely ditch them the next day. Because guess what? You know, if the significant people in their life can do it, why can't they too? Another great quote to keep in mind is by Jim Henson, who said, the attitude you have as a parent is what your kids will learn from more than what you tell them. They don't remember what you try to teach them. They remember what you are. Now, one area in particular where it's really important that we practice what we preach is definitely self-care. If you are a mum, I cannot overemphasize how important this is. Often we are so focused on doing what's best for our children or our family or our partners, and we often forget to take care of our own needs. Now, we might think this is very noble and selfless, but in reality, it's just as important to take care of yourself. You can't take care of others until you take care of yourself well. Your family most likely counts on you physically and emotionally in life, so it's imperative that you teach your children by example. Remember, we're all about you know setting a good example that taking care of yourself is a good thing. That is how they're going to learn to do that later in life themselves. Just making sure, let's just say, for example, that your health is a priority, enables you to take care of your children and your family too. You're setting a great example. And Eleanor Brown once said, self-care is so important. When you take the time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow. Because, as I said before, you cannot serve from an empty vessel. Self-care will also teach your kids that you're not only their parent, but you're your own person with your own interests and needs. You've got more than one role. Your role isn't just to be a mum. It's to be a wife and a sister and a member of the community. You've got so many different facets to your personality and your character and your reason for being here on this earth. So when you show your kids that, yes, you love them, but you love yourself too and you also need to take care of yourself, It gives your kids a chance to show just how well they can do without your attention for a while. You don't always have to hover around them. It's okay if mum sometimes has a break because you deserve it and you'll need it to stay sane. This will also foster independence in your child, having new life skills, a healthy sense of self-esteem, knowing that mum takes care of herself so that she can take better care of me. So this is something that it's important for children to learn through experience. They, of course, need to know that they're loved But even if their parents aren't beside them 100% of the time, it's important that your children know that they're loved even when you're away at work or with friends or somewhere else. They need to know that they're loved, but you don't need to be with them 100% of the time for them to know that it's true. And another area where it's really important to practice what you preach is when it comes to modeling healthy relationships. So I think I said in my other podcast that one piece of advice that I definitely love to follow, you marry the right person because this one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. So now think about how this applies to you being a good role model for your kids. So are you modeling healthy relationships at home? Are you honest, respectful, and kind with your partner? 
And what expectations might your child have now about relationships in the future as a result of the ones that they are witnessing now? So practicing what you preach also holds true for relationships that you have with your spouse, your parents, your other family members and friends, anyone that is a part of your child's life. So let your child see you communicating with others in a positive and healthy manner and showing love and affection so that he or she can also learn from an early age what a healthy marriage looks like, what relationships look like. And this also applies even if a family goes through a divorce. By modeling a healthy relationship, that could also mean that the relationship comes to an end and you're just showing them a healthy way of dealing with that scenario and always modeling self-care. So I'm definitely not advocating ever staying in an unhealthy relationship, but just pointing out that it's really important to show your children what to do in those instances where you might find yourself in an unhealthy relationship. What's a good way of dealing with it? And we also need to be honest with our kids. Before I end this episode, I just want to say that you seriously don't have to be a superwoman to be a good parent. Do not even bother trying, honestly, because it's an impossible goal. Instead, my wish for you is simply just to be more conscious of your words and actions, because one day you might see your child panning some of those words and actions or even some of their behaviors after your own. So this is fantastic when it works to your advantage and when they're behaving well. And not so good when you see that they've adopted possibly all your worst habits. So just try not to be ignorant. They do watch you. Just be mindful of this. I feel like I'm just giving us all a bit of a warning that this is something that happens. And as Eleanor Roosevelt once said, it's not fair to ask of others what you are not willing to do yourself. Isn't that like just like such an intelligent observation? So just perhaps try practicing what you preach before you try to teach something, a different lesson to someone else. If you're going to give advice to your kids, try taking it yourself once in a while. There's nothing pleasant about becoming someone who's always blind to their own mistakes, but eager to point out everyone else's flaws and errors. I know it's not. Practicing what you preach doesn't mean that you're not allowed to mess up in a while or every day. We do. That's okay. We can just tell our kids we've made a mistake. We're prepared to learn from it. Because when you do that, you teach your child as well that it's okay for them to make mistakes. They are, they will make mistakes, hundreds of them, thousands of them. And they just need to pick themselves up every time they fall and just do their best to improve and to do better. That's all you can ask is that they just try their best and always aim to do a little bit better. Now, one final comment, your beliefs don't make you a better person, okay? It's your behavior that does. And practicing what you preach is just the simplest way of becoming a more authentic person. If you think something in your head, just follow through. Be, stick to what you're saying. If you're saying that respect is important, be respectful. If you are saying that hard work is something that you admire, then do the hard work yourself. Just aim to be a positive role model instead. You can do things like show compassion and understanding. Stay positive and in control of your emotions. Ask for help when you need it. Think before you speak. Don't blame others and take responsibility for your own actions. Can you see that these are things that we ask of our own children? So we should be willing to do them ourselves. And just obviously try to avoid things like anger or hatred or intolerance or racism or greed or non-constructive criticism or things like pettiness and bullying if you don't want to see those qualities in your kids. That's not to say that they sometimes won't embrace those things themselves because remember, they've got free will. But I just feel like we would feel a little bit better knowing that it didn't necessarily come from us. So instead, as parents, we can embrace compassion and love and charity and respectful behavior. 
And I also love to add just having a thirst for knowledge and a passion for life because those are things that are important to me. I think it's really important to grow and to be brave enough to grow, even if you have no idea what you're doing and letting your kids know that they can do the same. So what it comes down to is just modeling the exact behavior that you would like to see in your kids, not through your words, just your words, but through your actions, because it will make it so much easier to guide your kids in the right direction. And that's all we can do, remember, guide them. They might choose to go down a different path, but you can just guide them the best way that you can. So that was hurdle number four. Sorry, guys, that was massive. Let's have a look at the final one, which is hurdle number five, letting go of other people's judgments. So ask yourself now, do other people's judgments occasionally get in the way of your parenting? I know that it's normal to worry a little bit about what you know other people think about your kids, We hope that our kids are presenting themselves in a manner that's kind and respectful. And when they don't, we sometimes we're embarrassed or we think that it reflects really badly on us. But do you remember what I said? Our kids are in control of their own actions. We can guide them, but we can't control what's going to come out of their mouth or what they're going to do. One of the most important things that we can learn as parents is to separate our expectations from that of what other people expect from us and our kids. So when you get stressed about how your child's got dressed for the day, for example, is it because you're really bothered or are you worried about what other people will think? Or in let's just say another example where your child is being really loud, do you embrace that vivaciousness? Are you really proud of it or do you fear the judgment of others who might interpret that behavior as being something out of control or conceited? And when they act inappropriately, does it make a difference to you when you're just alone so no one else can see it versus when you have an audience of critical eyes. Now, the thing is, when we worry about other people's judgments, it only adds stress to our own experience as parents. I'm 100% sure that I'll be doing an episode on this in the future about just not caring what other people think and letting go of that need for their approval. We might not even secretly realize that we are fearing the judgment of others when we're worried about what they think, but that's what it really comes down to. And this is a tough hurdle to get over because it's one that we face throughout our whole life. You could have adult children and people might still be judging them, but it's really important to start to get over this and to find a way to move beyond it because it really is the icing of the cake when it comes to mastering the other hurdles. So once you accept and remember that, you know, remember hurdle number one was your child is not a mini you. And then we had hurdle number two, which is you have the freedom to parent in whatever way you wish. And then there was number three, which means you know the importance of keeping the big picture in mind. And number four was you practice what you preach. Once you've got those down pat, it is so much easier to let go of other people's opinions because you realize other people in the grand scheme of things do not matter that much. They honestly don't. Their opinion does not matter. I cannot stress that enough. I really recommend ignoring the haters and critics and anyone else who thinks that they know what is best for your child. But I have to be honest with you guys, there are judgmental parents everywhere and you will face them at some point in your life. I know I have plenty of times And here's what to do when other people judge your child. The first thing is do not take it personally. You need to know it's not about you. Whatever they're saying, it's coming from their own position. They've got their reasons for thinking it and it doesn't really matter. 
You need to make a parenting choice that feels right for you and your child. Let them worry about their own kids. I always say that. So just take a deep breath and move on. Second, accept the criticism without being offended. Is there something you can learn from it? Cool. Excellent if you can. If not, ignore it. It's as simple as that. Criticism is often information that you can use to help you grow. And if you're not open to constructive criticism, then you're probably not open to truly growing as a person. But remember, the key word there is constructive. If someone's got something helpful, sure, you can take it on board, but you can choose not to. It's all up to you. And the final point there is definitely don't criticize other people's parenting skills yourself. Remember I said this, no one's perfect, no one has it easy, we all have our own issues to deal with, and we never know what other people are going through themselves. So just always pause before you yourself start judging or mocking or criticizing others. We're all fighting our own different battles. We don't even always know what those battles are. Just it's more valuable to look for the strength in others because you gain nothing from criticizing other people's imperfections. We should never criticize what we don't understand. But guess what? Sometimes we're going to get that criticism ourselves and we need to stop letting people who don't really mean that much to us in the grand scheme of things, controlling so much of our mind and emotions and feelings. Other people's opinions of you and your children do not matter. They don't, not in the grand scheme of things. When you realize that their opinions have no control of your life, you can set yourself free. Let it go, block it out, do your best to ignore it. That's just the its the easiest way to deal with it. Ask yourself how someone you admire would handle the criticism that you're receiving. How would they respond? We all will find ourselves in a situation at some point in our life Dealing with with words that we wish that we didn't have to hear, criticism that we would have preferred that they kept them to themselves. I think it's totally fair to acknowledge your feelings and address your discomfort. It's totally normal to feel hurt or offended, but you also need to know that's just their own personal thought. People are free to think whatever they want. It does not mean they are right. If they want, they can say the sky is green in their opinion or that Mother Teresa was a terrible person. They can actually say whatever they want, but it does not mean that it is true. So when they speak those words, don't assume it means anything other than someone sharing their own personal opinion that you can totally ignore. I'm going to give one caveat here though. If you've asked someone for their opinion, please don't ask for it unless you can take it. So if you're requesting advice or feedback for your child, be prepared for some honesty Could be tough to take if you're hearing words that you weren't expecting to hear, but that's just one exception. When you're asking for feedback, be prepared to have someone share their honest opinion and please don't hold that against them if they are being honest with you. Sometimes when it comes to things like criticism, people who are always judging you or your family, I think this is where it comes time to think about who you want to spend the most time with. It's really important to surround yourself with people who believe in you and your kids, who encourage you, who make you feel special and uplifted. Your life is too short to spend it constantly with people who are putting you down, who are negative or criticizing you. You want to be in an environment where you feel supported and loved. Definitely. That is not too much to ask for. In the end, you'll be truly free when other people's thoughts and opinions and words are just too irrelevant to even enter your mind, just even to take up any of your brain space because you know it isn't worth it. You always will know your child the best. Trust your own intuition, follow your own heart. That's what's going to be most important, that our child feels loved and accepted and supported by you. 
Your kids won't care what other people think about them if you don't care about other people's opinions too. Remember, it's all about practicing what you preach and just being true to yourself and letting your child be who they were born to be. We've covered so many massive hurdles in this podcast episode, two-part episode now. I know it's a lot to take in, but honestly, it's really important to learn to grasp these truths. I want to make it clear that these are just hurdles. They're not roadblocks. They're not brick walls that you can't get past. They are hurdles that you can jump over. Definitely with time and practice because it is all about putting everything that you've learned into practice. So just take this all in. I would love to know your feedback. You know where you can find me at dreamingmyfriend.com and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care until then, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.